0: This is a Cato Special Podcast. I'm Caleb Brown. The Paulson bailout plan, according to Cato Institute senior fellow Gerald P. O'Driscoll, has given us, in a sense, the worst of both worlds. Its mere introduction has pumped added uncertainty to rattled financial markets. And the plan itself is getting less popular as time goes by. We spoke today. Assume for a minute that this is not a crisis. What is the fix?
1: Well... If it's not a crisis, then the fix is already in front of us and has been occurring. And that is that uh, solvent financial institutions with deep pockets are buying troubled uh, firms that have great brands. So we saw that um, Bank of America purchased Merrill Lynch. We saw that Warren Buffett, uh, sorry, Warren Buffett put in uh 5 billion dollars of his money of his company's money into Goldman Sachs. It was a very good deal by the way. And that last night JP Morgan Chase purchased Wamu, a Washington Mutual, uh, a thrift that has uh, a, a great franchise uh, but had made a bad a lot of a lot of bad loan decisions. So uh, the old stockholders get wiped out. Now, this is the way markets um Work and recapitalize firms that 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 have economic value, but that for some reason are in a weakened condition. So, absent a true crisis, that's what would ha- that's how it would be solved.
0: Badgett's rule tells us that uh, a, a central banker, in cases where there are distressed institutions, should lend freely at penalty rates with good collateral. When I spoke with Anna Schwartz months ago, that was her uh, solution to this. She was very critical uh, of, of Bernanke. But in this case, where's the good collateral?
1: Well, uh, this is what is occurring in some instances. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant to, to second guess a specific decision on a specific institution on the lending to them. Um, but there is a lot of uh, dodgy collateral out there. And uh, I know that the European Central Bank is worried about this and has already announced it's going to tighten its standards. But if we can just leave that, that aside for the moment, whether we can fulfill the good collateral uh, angle of this uh, requirement, uh, lending at a penalty rate, lending on assets at a penalty rate, would be the solution. I call it the backstop solution because I, 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 I suspect that if there's a crisis it's being greatly overblown, I mean, the Treasury is now admitting that $700 billion figure that the Secretary announced. Uh, they pulled out of thin air. They just needed a big number. That's uh, very disturbing, uh, but it was my suspicion from the beginning. They think they might have a crisis on their hand, and they wanted some kind of backstop. A backstop should not involve expenditures of taxpayer money if it can be avoided. Lending on budget's rule, lending on assets, letting financial institutions bring assets in, uh, in the first instance to the – uh, Fed, and then the second instance, perhaps the Treasury. Uh, that would be a much preferred solution. And you put a lot of covenants and requirements and restrictions on the loans so that it becomes attractive to managers to get out of that loan as pay that loan off as fast as possible. You want the incentives right. The Poulton plan, aside from being outrageous expenditure of taxpayer money, had all the incentives wrong.
0: You mentioned Warren Buffett putting a bunch of money into Goldman Sachs and other banks purchasing distressed institutions in the U.S. A, a, a bailout of – on the order of $700 billion, is it meant to freeze people like that out of this – of trying to actually price these uh, these assets in a sense by buying these institutions?
1: It would have that effect, and it's difficult to believe that a man as savvy as Hank Paulson wouldn't know that. The only way that the buying of assets, the purchase of assets can recapitalize an institution is if you overpay. If the firm is short of capital because they've had to write down the assets and you give them nothing, you pay nothing but the written down value of that asset, they remain undercapitalized. Now, they do now have a more liquid asset, but if it's a capital problem, the liquidity doesn't solve it. And I firmly believe that overall, it's a capital problem. These firms didn't want to raise capital uh, in the beginning because their share price had already fallen and they said it would be too expensive. Now they're to the point where it, it's really bailouts of one or two kinds, either market-driven or, or uh, government-driven uh, are the only way to recapitalize the institutions. But if you're going to recapitalize this in institutions, then the taxpayer has got to get a, a, a stake in the upside and that can be done through warrants, through convertible preferred. There's a variety of ways to do
0: that. When Hank Paulson came out with his plan, it, it seemed to be a, a pretty clear-cut attempt to uh, calm nerves with a big solution to fix this sizable problem, if if not a very large problem. The fact that it hasn't uh, gone through, I presume, the way that he expected it to uh, has introduced a great deal more uncertainty.
1: Yes, he's, there's no question the effect of what he's done. And I, I would question whether, I mean, he, he, he may have felt that if he got the money, he could calm the markets. But in order to get it, he and Bernanke and then, most amazingly, the president the other night, have engaged in scare tactics and and have undermined confidence in the banking system as a whole. Banking works on trust. And if you remove that trust, you, as we saw in the Great Depression, Depression, the banking system can, in the limit can collapse and, and spreading fear about the nation's banks, which is wholly unwarranted. Main street banks are not in trouble. We're, we're just talking about money center banks. Um, but, but by and large, I mean, there's, there, there's a few, and they were resolved uh, expeditiously like WAMU and uh, to spread fear about the system in general is just wholly counterproductive. And, uh, so now we have the worst of all worlds. He spread fear and people have pushed back on the bailout.
0: Gerald P. O'Driscoll is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and is a former vice president at the Dallas Federal Reserve. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. You can read Cato's continued work on financial markets at our website, cato.org.